three, three, two, two, one. one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present, of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only. Asher Chua. Good morning, podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of It's My Time Podcast. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Catherine O'Brien. Catherine is also a fellow podcaster, and she's someone I met a few years back, 2014 it was, when I started Toastmasters. It was the first time I was ever introduced to it back in Louisiana when I first started my job working a two-year rotation. And somebody had suggested at my first rotation that I join Toastmasters as a way to help me develop as a speaker. And when I went to a conference, it was like finding gold, like finding El Dorado, the city of gold. Like, man, this thing was phenomenal. People were in there just like congratulating each other. They were speaking about their lives. They're speaking about things they're passionate about, things they just did yesterday. And I thought the conference was something, but then I went to Baton Rouge and I found a local chapter. And um, this is Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but in uh, French, I believe it's, it's pronounced Baton Rouge, like red stick. And just to tell you, like, I had a rough first few months in Louisiana. Like, the people I didn't find to be too kind, but when I moved to this new area in uh, Donaldsonville slash St. James, it was it was better. Like my neighbors were super nice, like nicest people I've ever met. And uh, just once I found the Toastmasters group, those people were amazing. And Catherine was one of those people. She was a like a standout speaker. She's actually the one that taught me about speaking in the camera and being able to see yourself speak and getting comfortable with that uncomfortable feeling. And I remember the first time um, I gave my speech, I was nervous, I was scared, I was just going through all the negative thoughts that go through your mind, and I got over it. Like, surprisingly, I didn't use my notes because I was talking about myself. So in Toastmasters, the first speech you give is what they call an icebreaker. And an icebreaker is, as it sounds, it's a way to kind of break the ice, introduce yourself to the people, let them know who you are and what you're about. Out. And that was just an amazing experience for myself. And just the just that opportunity to get positive feedback as to the things that you already do well, things you didn't even know you had as a strength, but also the things that you can improve upon and having specific tips of how you can improve. So Catherine showed me this thing where you take a 11 and a half by um, 11 inch by eight and a half inch piece of paper, standard piece of paper, and you make a grid on it. And essentially you have a starting point and an ending point and you start your speech. You basically write your speech like in little short phrases. And as you practice it, you um, turn phrases into words. And what you can do is that instead of having note cards up there that you have to flip through as you're giving your speech, if you have a podium or a lectern, there's a difference between the two, but more on that later. Um, as you have this grid that you can work from, it helps you to navigate your speech because the only thing that's going to get you better in speaking, podcasting, or anything of the like is through constant repetition. But as you repeat what you're doing, you've got to watch the film and kind of go back 
and improve upon what you're doing. So if there are mistakes, you tweak them, but do not allow your critique of yourself to slow your progress. Because to this day, I've still not yet completed the Toastmasters book that I started back in 2014. And part of that was from not knowing how to navigate the book properly. But I'm so honored to have Catherine O'Brien on and to her to just share her story and what she's been up to since she's been in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm sure she's the mayor at this point. Enjoy. How are you been? I'm really good. How about you? Great. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Good. Sound good. Okay. Where, uh, where in the world are you living these days? So right now I'm back in Dalton, Georgia. Um, oh, where okay. I, where I grew up for high school and middle school and uh, just took some time off from work and put, put things back together during mm. that time I, I started this. And um, the whiteboard is out of whack because I didn't want to put any more holes in the wall. <laughs> I figure at this point, maybe just for common courtesy to the next person, it might be okay to just like straighten it out but I see yeah I wanted it there um just to capture the light because a friend uh, of mine suggested it um Theo that I did the first few recordings with and um I was like hey this if this works now this is just like my laptop computer here mm-hmm. and I think I just got this one a month ago before the other one died and <laughs> just making it work with what I got that's right yeah. yeah, very good. Very good. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Congratulations you. on your podcast. Thank you. I, I took some tips from you and uh, your website. I went on there looking at what you what you had on your website oh, good, for like thanks. tools and things. So yeah. I was looking for the one mobile mic, but I got this so far. It's a okay. fine, but it's a USB plug-in mic. And it seems to work pretty well compared to when I just had the, the audio wow. off of the old yeah. computer before. Oh, yeah. You, no. Yeah. Even, I mean, even I'm using the earbuds that have a, a mic just for that purpose. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Well, thanks. I feel really uh, flattered that you would, uh, <laughs> you would check that out. <laughs> you bet. So present day, who do you say you are? My name is Catherine O'Brien. I am a podcast producer. I am a child of God and I'm a resident of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Happy awesome. dog owner, happy wife, happy person. I love it. Well, I mean, I, I was always, um, like whenever we weren't able to connect earlier, I, I just recorded a little short because mm-hmm. um, something I'm getting from the people that I follow and, and the groups that I come in is that like, regardless of what happens, I guess some people say the show must go on or kind of oh, like, yeah. respect what you do. So it's like, even if you have technical difficulties, still record something and just doing this and getting on camera, I was reminded that I learned it from you through Toastmasters because oh, wow. I gave my first speech and I was just like petrified, but. I kept seeing you over and over again. You just get out there and you kill it, kill it. Oh, and I was like, man, you're great. And then you're like, it took me six months to get here. I was terrible. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> it's funny, yeah. it's funny you should say that. I just was, I just had a meeting where I was, I was in a leadership role at the Toastmasters meeting. And I said, Hey, just a reminder for everybody. Oh, we had a guest who, who got up and spoke right away. And I was, mm-hmm. we were like, congratulations to this person who took the risk and went out and spoke. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I just like, I always like to remind people it took me six minutes, uh, six months to get to the point where I could speak for a minute uninterrupted. And yeah. everybody's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing. And I said, yeah, this is the after. Right, <laughs> right. What you're seeing right now, I've already put in the Toastmasters time. Right. That's awesome. Are you, yeah. So you're still with, with Toastmasters? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's funny. A lot of people think of Toastmasters as you go through and you get to some point and then you're done. And for some right. people, that's totally true. You can work the, the educational program, you can achieve some new skills, and then that can be the end of it. But then for me, 
I really can tell if I miss a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I start to get rusty. And right. I, I really, I was thinking about it. I think that for me now, Toastmasters is, it's a creative outlet for me. It's mm-hmm. a social outlet for me. It's a networking outlet for me. So I really, mm-hmm. it's really part of my professional development. So I, I enjoy continuing on with Toastmasters. That's awesome. I, yeah. I, I kind of struggled with it a little bit, but I, I was sad when I left Louisiana because mm-hmm. I was like, when I went up north, I, I was able to find a chapter at the um like in within our company yeah and oh good I what I didn't understand initially even being in Louisiana was how you're supposed to use the two manuals and like oh. the whole time when I was listening or giving feedback I didn't know that you're supposed to be filling it out so like still <laughs> to this day I have like I'm almost I just need like one more speech oh because what I did was that I gave the icebreaker and I gave the next speech and mm-hmm. it started to get motivational and that just mm-hmm. scared me because like I was following a motivational speaker and I was like I'm not him I feel like an no. imposter and then I, I remember talking with Albert um, Pelichet oh, yeah. he's the president at the time and he was yeah. saying that he like encouraged me to go on but it's like that imposter syndrome and that fear just like it just felt like it was gripping so I was like no I just want to fall back and, like I don't want to practice anymore and then like work started to take over and it just seemed like it's one thing after another right. after another right. but then once I moved up north I started back at the start because I thought <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to do another <laughs> icebreaker but it's like you, you can do an icebreaker but yeah. you can still do the next the next thing and, and I didn't fi- yeah I didn't figure that out until maybe two years later once I got to Augusta and I was like oh yeah so you you, you could have had a little bit more you, you're just a little bit behind but you know, right just right you but I mean I, I've got I've got all my speeches in there recorded oh, and then when I think about it I was like I just I just need to go dig it up over there in the box and uh, find a local chapter before mm-hmm. I leave here and mm-hmm. ship out to wherever I've got to go next mm-hmm. perfect but yeah I'm gonna great. find a way to do that this week and complete it just to be like I'm done like I'm not good. taking this into 2020 I'm just gonna say I, even though you're not saying it I'm gonna t- give myself a gold star that our conversation right now is pushing you to go and get yeah. on back onto the Toastmasters yeah. yeah that's great that's cool is it nice being back in Georgia it is it's um it was the biggest thing I noticed was the having the elevation having mountains and oh, yeah. <laughs> remembering what those are <laughs> because I, I've been back since 2000 2015. I came back September 2015. And then I've been in East Georgia for the longest time. I just made it back this way in June, early July. Perfect. Very good. Well, I love, you know, I love on your, on Instagram, you're really following up on a lot of, with a lot of entrepreneurial thinkers. And, uh, you know, even when we started talking today, you're, you're following some mentors to you. So Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that. What's happening, what's happening with your entrepreneurial life? So, I mean, with with that, it, it was never my intention to become an entrepreneur, but I, I definitely see the benefit of it. And I'm, in, I'm embracing it because of like the value that it brings. Because when I started work in 2014, coming out of college, or even leading up to that, like in 2013, um, somebody introduced me to like mo- motivation, um, like motivational videos, because he was saying that that's what got him through the hard times, because the job we were working were um, technicians, where yeah. you basically go to power plants and paper mills, and you do this like non-destructive work. And all the while you're going to a top engineering school in the middle of Atlanta, but you get treated like dog crap on the weekend or whenever you're working with the guys. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we kind of did it out of good spirit to be like, okay, this is our chance to do a co-op. So I'm like, the only difference between the co-op and the internship is that you do it with the same company for three semesters versus you intern somewhere and then you go somewhere else. But um, yeah, just doing that and then having the exposure to 
motivation and kind of seeing somebody, um, Eric Thomas, E2, the hip hop preacher, like seeing right. him and his um, his drive and his intention on being like entrepreneurial, which is basically like self-motivating right. and like not needing somebody else to like get you going, having to prod you. Like that kind of pushed me into the realm of like this entrepreneurial family where everybody's yeah. creating something. And just to get to the point of here, it was like, okay, I, I can be around, take notes, talk about, oh, maybe I want to do this goal. Maybe I don't. And there's just too much like putting my toe in and out of the water. But like right. every single time you get around, you see people there, they're doing stuff and you're and you're not. And initially I had like the comparison factor where I was comparing myself to them. But the more and more I kept looking at it, like the people that would encourage me, they would say, hey, like you don't need to do what I'm doing at the pace I'm doing that. You just need to do what, what works best for you. And the idea basically came last year as I kind of remembered that I really enjoyed listening to podcasts or I think it started with like watching movie reviews and people just have like this long dialogue they'll have jokes in there and different things and i was like that's really cool and i just kept watching and i just kept watching Down the kept watching Down right. the <laughs> and then finally this year i ran into um the joe rogan podcast and he was interviewing jordan peterson who's a psychologist out of um canada where he had in some incidents happen with people in the news and like that whole scandal and like the more he kept talking i was like like I'm trying to watch this to be procrastinate, like to procrastinate yeah. intentionally. Oh, but, but now he, you're yeah. You're he keeps pushing me back. Like the more I listen to him, he's like pushing me back in the direction to be like, you need to get your life in order. And then like I ended up grabbing his book and like I'm reading it. I probably listened to like nine or twelve hours of his oh. podcast with Joe because they're like they run two and a half hours, yeah. three hours, and it's like the conversation is that interesting that you just right. you want to know more. And then finally, um, I think it was like August. Usually I. I try to go to one or two of these conferences during the year and a friend of mine had just kind of encouraged me because I was I was going through a big depression bout over the last few years but it got really bad at the start of this year and I wasn't dealing with it like I needed to and just to kind of like check in regularly like hey what's going on like um, a friend asked me are you still going to be part of this group like are you still active like do you want to go forward or do you not want to go forward with it just to like ask the question and as I thought of it in my clear mind I was like yeah of course I I want to go. I want to go to another conference. I want to be around like-minded people. I want to grow. And it's like, okay, what's stopping you? And I was yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, uh, well, go ahead and book a flight, like pick, pick an event, go to the page, pick an event on the calendar, get your ticket and pick your flight and just go. And I was like, yeah. all right, fine. <laughs> so then I did that in August and it kind of went through, you have different speakers come up. And then Eric Thomas, he came up and did a part where he starts a lot of his speeches kind of saying like, like write down your goals, yeah. like write down what you want to do, like what you need to do and put a date on it. So I was like, I need to start a business or I, I need to start something business-like by the end of October, 2019. And I was like, I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but I need to create something because I'm yeah. not currently working, but I know I need a job to have income coming in, but it's not like I did enough to save and to invest beforehand to where it's not an issue. But I was like, I never want to be in a position where everybody's making me feel like because I'm not working, I'm going to be broke. And I was like, I, I never want that hanging over my head. And since then, I, I went back, didn't do anything with it for a week or two. Luckily, talked to a friend of mine, um, Theo Brown. Um, he goes, he's like known as a smiling barber. He works out of uh, Savannah. We just met last year. 
And we just had a conversation about what barbering has been like for him, how he got started, what his experience was over the last year. And I was like, oh, crap, do you mind if I record this after 45 <laughs> minutes? Yeah. And he's like, sure, let's get on. And I was like, how do I even do this? And I was like, well, yeah. we've been using the Zoom app for um, a lot of the webinars. So let me try to do that. So I'm sitting there like trying to figure it out. And then that's essentially what the first podcast was. Like yeah. I recorded it then, like try to bury that almost because as I started to watch it back, I remembered what I sounded like and what I looked like. And then that that bothered me for the better part of the month. But then once I finally got over that one night and just watched it all the way through, I was like, well, it's not the best. Like try to edit it. But eventually either the editing worked out where I was able to cut out a few crutch words. But I was like, hey, I haven't been doing Toastmasters for almost two years now. So it's it's rusty. But perfection wasn't the goal. The goal was getting started. And then that's what I called it. I went ahead and started setting a schedule, reaching out to friends to say, hey, would you like to be on the podcast? Just talking with um, about yourself, like talking with everyday people, people that I've met in my life that are valuable to me and um, just want to kind of give you a platform to talk about you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people responded back and I just like basically made a schedule to where it's like, okay, maybe I'll do three to four interviews in a week and then just plan to launch it October 1st since that's the first of the month and then just do it every Tuesday since that's when the first fell. And I was like, let me just do 5 p.m. And just kind of went from there, figured out how to host it, where to post it, tried one platform, had some technical difficulties, wound up on Anchor, that worked out, did the website through GoDaddy after a few of the guys told me, hey, go ahead and get the domain name. And I was like, okay. Okay, yeah. Like they walked me through. I was like, how do you do that? It's like, just go there, type it in. If it's available, cool. If it's not, try to put podcasts behind it. And even how I got there, you go. Even how I got the name was from reaching out to somebody within our our community and just asking them, um, hey, I know my voice, I have trouble being monotone. And like, is that like, I'm looking for a voice coaches. Can anybody help me with that? And a rapper out of LA or out of, I don't know if he's in LA, but he's over in the West Coast in California. He reached out to me and he's like, hey, I'm not a voice coach, but I think what I do in my industry, I can help you out. And I was like, okay. So (laughs) we just talked for a second and he was just like, all right, I need you to say it's my time. And I was like, okay, it's my time. He's like, say it again. I was like, it's my time. He's like, say it again. It's my time. And I was like, I was excited. And he's like, you, you see that energy that you created? Uh, he's like, take that and um, just use that in everything that you do. And then from, yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> And it's coming, right? Yeah. And I mean, from there, I signed up for a speaker's battle, which I I don't consider myself a speaker, but I was like, hey, they're having like the top people in this league that want to become like Eric Thomas and they're just speaking. You get a topic and you're going to speak on it. I signed up last minute, didn't think I was going to get in, got in. I see the person that I'm going up against already talking with somebody about the next round. And I was like, oh man, I feel kind of disrespected. Like you're not even going (laughs) to consider me or anything. (laughs) So I like go downstairs the topic is on excuses and I'm sitting here like okay how, how do you format this I start thinking about it. I'm like okay so stop thinking about it. just record so I record it record it record it like lose my place I write some notes down start reading the notes and like after a while I started seeing stars sweating I'm like okay just stop <laughs> go away from it maybe come back and try to record again but like I just I guess I, I just kind of lost it but I found something that was like two to three minutes and submitted it I was like it's not the best but it's done and right. like I did what I said I was going to 
do. And then from there, went online, started looking up vocal exercises, asked somebody else, they sent me different videos. So it's just like trying one thing after another and just like tweaking my morning routine. And just that's how I got here. Oh, wow. That's great. I like, uh, I when I started, I, this is kind of my philosophy of the version one is better than version none. I really do <laughs> believe that. But there's, so there's a lot of that. But also I love how you're setting a goal and then it's like the path kind of reveals itself. So yeah. it's like, as long as you're just taking the next step, you're still making forward progress. So yeah. you, you signed up for it. You took the risk of signing up for the, the speech. Just it, it, everything, the steps start falling in place once you once you set or set your goal. I think that's right, really right. good. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess maybe I, sh- I should flip it around and actually interview you. Yeah, well, no, I, I was doing a good job finding out about you. That's right, fun. right. That's true. Yeah. It, it's been a minute because I, it's, what is it, since 2014 that I saw you last? That's when Maybe, we first yeah. met, I think. Yeah. Maybe 2015. You were, you were in Louisiana and we met at Toastmasters. Yep. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Awesome times. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm encouraged that, that with the idea of you getting back to Toastmasters, I think that you're, oh, that's what I was going to say. You, you have your own style. That's the other thing too. I'm, I'm thinking too with what you're, you're seeing with the entrepreneurial groups and with your own speaking is yeah. that you, you have your own style. Right, so you, right. you don't ha- not, everybody doesn't have to be Gary Vaynerchuk. Everybody doesn't have to be, you know, Eric, the hip hop preacher. Everybody mm-hmm. can have their own path to entrepreneurial success, to speaking success, to podcasting success is that you really can make it your own and there's room for a lot of different styles and I think that's an important thing for people to remember especially in these types of pursuits that we're talking about yeah and that's I think that's kind of what I gained from leaving Toastmasters or at least Mm -hmm. being able to step away from a little bit because I know one thing I I appreciated about it was the structure, but I quickly found myself falling too much into the structure to where Mm -hmm. even when I observed other people, I noticed that like they focused so much on the structure that they, they they lost lost some of the, some of the spirit necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that when, when Toastmasters works well, I I kind of joke with some people just between you and I, Mm -hmm. uh, I joke with people that sometimes you can, there can be a little too much Toastmasters where you start to, there's a little bit of a uniformity and maybe some people start talking like this, you know, <laughs> the radio, the, the right. sort of a joke radio voice instead of really using it as a creative expression of themselves. Right. So and using your was, natural voice. And using I mean, your like, natural yeah. voice and, and enjoying your natural voice. Right. Every, I think every, it's just, it's just a little hurdle for everybody, whether it's your own picture or your own video or your own voice. Everybody has that feeling of like, ah, you know, <laughs> not right, right. being sort of satisfied. But I think that humans are just, that's part of our wiring is we're perpetually a little bit dissatisfied. So you just have to ignore that and hit public and get it out there mm. and you can modify from, from there. Gotcha. So what, what led you to get into podcasting? Well, Asher, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was and still am a heavy consumer of podcasts. So similar to you, I've gone down the podcasting rabbit hole and I've always loved audio. So even when I was younger, I loved listening to the radio, talk mm. radio, if you can believe yeah, that, even yeah. from a young age. Like the NPR stories? Yeah. And they're, they're really the, the Odyssey stories, that's what they were for me. The Odyssey stories? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. But yeah, NPR is a great one because they they understand storytelling. 
And there, to me, there really is something different about audio. There really is something different about literally being in somebody's head when you're, when you're speaking. Mm. I enjoy hearing people's honest conversations. So podcasting was sort of a natural for me. Yeah. And, and when I moved to Louisiana, I, I really wanted to make a break from the work that I had been doing previously. And so I, I used my move to Louisiana from the West Coast to, to, to really like, let go of what I had been doing previously and try and make a go of it. But podcasting, I just really wanted in on that and in, in that industry. I could see podcasting was starting to really kind of come up. And I enjoyed it so much that I thought, okay, well, how can I, how can I get in it? So when I moved to Louisiana, uh, it was kind of a surprise that we moved to Louisiana. It was a very quick move. And mm-hmm. I, frankly, Louisiana wasn't on my map <laughs> previously mm-hmm. or on my radar. And when we got here, one of the ways that I tried to start connecting with people and make a network for myself here was Toastmasters. I, you know, I continued being a Toastmaster. I connect with a club right away just to mm-hmm. get my, get start meeting people and start having something to do. And then I also started volunteering at a dog rescue group. So I'm interested in dogs. And I thought this would be a great way for me to be volunteering in the community. And that would be another way to meet people. Right. And I approached, I approached the executive director and I said, Hey, I, you know, can I do a podcast for the organization? And thank goodness her son-in-law did a Saints football podcast. So she mm-hmm. knew what a podcast was. <laughs> a lot of people still don't know what a podcast is. Right. She said, she said, Hey, if you pay for it, knock yourself out, Catherine. So I said, great. Uh, so I did a podcast for them for mm-hmm. over 250 episodes. Oh, uh, nice. and, and it was great because it was a volunteer. It was a vol- I was doing it in, as a volunteer, mm-hmm. but it was, it was, it turned out to be a very good move for me because mm-hmm. it, it, it allowed me to make all my mistakes. It, I wasn't getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. It gave it was sort of like a beta test. I could yeah. do it. I could learn all, learn how to do it, get over the podcasting learning curve, kind of figure out what a show really is is all about mm-hmm. and and do it for a, an organization that I cared about uh, and then from that I was actually able to get paying clients so that mm-hmm. was that's really been my my podcasting journey nice. it, it was, yeah it was, it was always good because even even now I can say I had um, I, I have all that experience even though, again it was a volunteer but it was experience that I can I can absolutely use for my professional life as well nice and yeah I guess how are you able to get the uh, the paid clients are they like you're podcasting for them or you're you're producing their podcast yeah so i what i try and do i'm walking here now we're walking and talking yeah. we're doing speaking like of it. dogs <laughs> my, my associate producer here she needs to go outside gotcha my business is really based on I, I I bill myself as a content marketer. So I'm helping yeah. people do their podcasts, but okay. I don't. It's not like that. People just record the audio and give it to me, and then I I take it from there. Is that I'm really trying to help businesses take their stories, take the message that they want to get out there with a through a podcast, mm-hmm. help them develop that. Then we do the audio and actually release it as a show. Okay. So I I am an end to end podcast producer. Mm-hmm. So I try and help people with the conception of the idea all the right. way through the actual published episodes. Hmm, cool. Yeah. It's really cool. It, it's Thanks. funny because um, I guess I just started this and I was like, you thought about it for a year, you didn't do anything. And now <laughs> the year's getting ready to be over. So you need to just jump online and record. And right. um, once doing that, I was able to kind of reach out for help and kind of say like, okay, I, 
I got the, the quick jump start to do like five, 10, 20, like right up front. Right. And I was like, oh, like now I've got enough content for the rest of the year. So I, I don't have to sweat that. But now I actually, I need to edit it or right. I need to actually put it in a <laughs> format to where I can go from video to audio mm-hmm. and just put it to where people can actually see it. Right. And finally, I had somebody um, was able to reach out and help me. And he's, I think he's helped me from like the last two episodes. So like from the start of November onward, he's been helping me with the editing and just kind of seeing like what he does with uh, with the introduction and like he does right. voiceover work and editing and things of that sort. And I was like, wow, like this is, I almost felt like I'm not worthy for like the introduction you just gave me and just like, okay, you, you put it up here and then all yeah, of a sudden it's like, I'm like, I got to step it up, but like yeah, what right. you're marrying it with, I'm not sure if that quite goes, but I was like, hey, just let it go. Just let uh, it ride. Like inspiration. Stop. Yeah. He's, he's bringing you, he's upping your game. And so now right. you're inspired to step it up to that right. level. Right. I think right. that's good. I think that's really good. And, good. and just from that, it's like, just from that getting in motion and getting started, like I'd heard of it before mm-hmm. through masterminds webinars and things and it's like it really doesn't it really doesn't do anything for you until you do something with the information and just being like being able to relocate getting a different place a different state of mind like it it all really helped yeah i guess i don't know if i was making a point there but um i'm just i'm just happy that i'm happy right now and um (laughs) Me too. Like, I'm really yeah. happy. <laughs> and it, it's like, I know before I wasn't here and I know that it doesn't take too much to like go off track, but right. at least doing everything I can to put like blocks in place or put like a set routine, like every morning, get up, yeah. make the bed, meditate, mm-hmm. like get out of the house to go just like go for a walk or go for a mm-hmm. run. And um, just reminding myself that that's what I enjoy and not worrying about what somebody else wants to do or doesn't want to do. Um, that, that's been a huge, like a huge help. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. I I've thought about a lot about this idea is is there is a downside to success and I'm just speaking sort of like generally like we we the the way we are able to live our lives today Mm -hmm. um, we enjoy a lot of comforts and it's funny because you think all of humankind has been moving to the point where we can enjoy you know I can turn on my any faucet in my house has clean water I can go to the, the grocery store I can have we can have we have food all the time um, and it's like, this is a miracle on one hand, yeah. <laughs> but on the other, the other side of it is like, uh, when, when it is, I don't I want to care, carefully, when, when life is easy, you know, when, yeah. when some of these things are, our life are easy, life is not easy, but when some of these things are ex- very accessible, it's like, we can get into a comfort, a comfort zone that oh, actually yeah. is not very helpful for us. It's <laughs> the mental health part of us. Right, right. We do need to work hard and we do need to be busy and we do, it, it's not, in my opinion, it's not healthy and I'll maybe I'll speak for myself that's best yeah, it's yeah. it's not it's not the it's not the best thing for me not to have anything to do or just always have leisure time or always right, have right. the easy path because that's that's not the the road to me being the most successful person that I can be yeah it, it's, it's kind of interesting because yeah I feel like I, we're working towards that goal right. it's not that's actually not the most productive goal right but you, that work? You, yes <laughs> it I does work it works perfectly because you just reminded me of the first book I ever ever read like coming out of college mm-hmm. and I was listening to it this morning while running and I'm just grateful for it because it's called who moved my cheese yeah and <laughs> have you read it like a 
requirement for every right. college graduate that you've received it as a gift. Yeah, you have to, you have to read it. Right. But I mean, it's like, I, I got that book from watching one of Eric Thomas's video. He's talking right. about the crossover. And like, initially I was going to cut it off because I was like, oh man, I've been excited. I'm watching this guy. He's motivating me. He's pumping me up. He's giving me a good word. And then he talks about reading. I was like, <laughs> but then what he followed it up with was a specific list of reads and what they would be good for. He said like, oh, read okay. this book because it's good for your mind. Mm. Read this one because it's good for your body, like your spirit, mm. like your soul. And read this because it's good for your finances. It'll teach you about money. And I was like, I can do that. Like that's something very specific. And when I, I read this book or listened to it, and then I looked it up online, I saw that it's like the shortest book I've ever seen. And just and the like, interesting, <laughs> yeah, the interesting title, I was like, okay. And it has like the introduction, the story, which is maybe like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, if that. And then it has a discussion afterwards. And then with the book, the unabridged book, it has an interview from the author and where he's talking about how it took him like 15 years to live the book before mm. he was able to write wow. it. And then once he wrote it, like putting it out and actually explaining it from his viewpoint to where like the things that he valued, where he talks about what would you do if you weren't afraid? Um, but then having to really take some feedback that other people gave him and say, okay, like fear isn't always a bad thing. Like you right. shouldn't necessarily avoid it altogether. Like a little bit of fear kind of keeps you on your toes. It keeps you on the edge. And at the same time, like too much fear might paralyze you or cripple you. Right. And like they say with the cheese story, it's like everything's always going to change. So you never want to get comfortable. And like the minute you start to get comfortable, like you, I start looking around for myself and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, how many clothes do I have? Or like, why do I have that? Or why do I have this? Like that's for me personally. Like I don't, I didn't grow up with a lot. So I, I don't keep a lot, but sometimes I get around different people and they're like, oh, you need this or you need that. Like look better a little bit. I was like, okay, I, I can do maybe one or two, but I, I'm not about to go crazy on it because that's not necessarily something I value, mm. but I've got to be careful not to put that on somebody else to say like, oh, why, why are you all this? Or why are you all that? Like you you got all this clutter in your life, but I'm like, no, like that's their life right. and they've got to live it just like I've got to live my life. And just to be reminded that maybe something I see in somebody else is a reminder to check myself and to say, okay, am I going off a little bit or like, where do I need to adjust and kind of bring things back into focus instead of just saying like, okay, that person's crazy or they're losing it. It's like, maybe I'm crazy because right. they're like a reflection of me. Right. And um, like he talked about that book and another one that I read, which was Peaks and Valleys. And I was like, mm. Mm, that that's a good book because it talks about um, like the flows that you go in, in life. Because sometimes when you're, you're in the value, if you don't understand what the importance of a value in your life means, you can get so caught up that you just want to get back up to the peak. And then once you're up there, you get so emboldened that you forget where you were before. And just as quickly as you go up, you can come down. Welcome back to the valley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like there's, there's value in both. But just being able to understand what that means for yourself is it's, it's good. But sometimes it's like, <laughs> you don't want to get caught up in just being too deep. Right. Like I don't like for myself, that's where that's where I just kind of procrastinated a lot or just did a lot of note writing, which is right. like, I'm glad I did the note writing because I can go back now and like write like little short blogs and put it up on the website. Or I can take that and kind of retool it and say, okay, like somebody challenged me to write a book. And I was like, okay, well, 
I don't even know how I got here. And they're like, well, do that. I'm like, write that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so then I was like, okay. Like, I just sat down one day and just started like typing like mad mistakes and everything. Like, I just forgot about all the grammar and stuff. But I was like, okay, let me, let me highlight what I remember. So I was yes. like, the thing that makes the most sense right now is going from 2013, the last year of college, to present day. Right. And like, I was like, okay, this wasn't going right. This wasn't going right. But then I thought of making these changes to get here. And then after I got tired of writing for like 30 minutes or an hour or so, I just wrote down at the bottom 2019. I said, forget it. I'm done. I don't care. Like I'm checking out. But then I was like, okay, I can, I can go back now and kind of fill in the blanks. But that's, that's a work in progress. Not, not rushing it. Have you ever heard the term that the universal is in the specific? So it's like, if the more specific that you tell your story, the actually, the more universal people will accept it. So it's like, as if you, if you try to tell a story that's speaking to everybody, you're yeah. never going to hit it. But right. the more specific you are about your own circumstances, that actually communicates more of a you know, universal, universal amount of your audience. That makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's a little counterintuitive, but it it, it sort of plays out a lot. Well, I, I've never heard it said like that, but I've I've heard people say that in in different ways, where they talk about, especially with um, social media or like people that are on the entrepreneurial space or mm -hmm. developing something. They talk about this having an avatar or having right. like somebody that you speak to specifically. And for the longest time, I've just been like, okay, really, anything that I put out, I'm really talking to myself and like mm -hmm. just reaching out and being able to talk to you it's like I enjoy being able to catch up and learning from you and it's like it's all benefiting me right. but I hope it benefits you because well, I don't, yeah. don't want to be selfish <laughs> but at the same time I'm like okay if it benefits me I start looking at like like what I like who I am or what I mm -hmm. am as a person and kind of like what those qualities are so I, I kind of built that semi avatar around that and I was like okay so my avatar is someone that's like either highly educated or highly skilled because those are people that I've worked with where they may not have gone to like some people went to college some people right. went to work right out of college and I was like regardless which track they took there's value in that and yeah. like they're gonna do their job regardless of being asked but a lot of times depending on their circumstance or the situations they find themselves in or I find myself in if I'm really talking to myself it's like I start to devalue what I'm doing because mm -hmm. after a while the person that I'm doing it for doesn't acknowledge it all the time and I, I don't necessarily want acknowledgement or I thought I didn't want acknowledgement because but, yeah. whenever whenever like you get kind of patted on the back I'm like okay stop like that's it like one good attaboy is okay but like every single time it's like it's a little weird like you're mm. like not I don't like what is it stroking my own ego mm. Because something is in your mind does not mean it's not real. That is, exactly. I think that's a real misconception that a lot of people have. Right. Well, I know, you know, I'm wondering too, because you've been in, in, involved in so many entrepreneurial thinking settings, Yeah. You, you, dem you just demonstrated something that I think really is a very important lesson, which is with the delivery. Your time is worth more than most of the things that, it, most of the services, like going back and picking up the chairs, your yeah. time is worth more than whatever they're going to charge you for that delivery right so making that twist where you're like your time you cannot make more time you can make more money to pay for things like that save you time so right. I, I i just i took note of that that thinking has really right. set in with you um i'm curious too you know i i see you it seems like you're a little bit in a in an action phase which is really <laughs> great because well i because i think this is a real trap and i i know that i've yeah, fallen yeah. into it too is where 
you get into these environments, you're doing all the reading, you're doing all the listening, you're watching the videos, and yeah. you're ne- the person is not getting that point of taking action on the ideas. They're not moving forward on those. those right, things. right. So tell us a little bit about what, what, where you, where's that coming from and how are you, how are you putting those action so, steps in um, place? So I mean, for the, the action steps, it's been um, before I joined the um, Breathe University group. Um, I hope I keep getting missed calls. I hope they'll, they'll leave a message. Um, the action steps has come into like telling myself that I need to subscribe to the idea and really like accepting it all starting with the morning routine of just saying like, okay, this is how I'm going to start my day. And I'm going to take the advice that's been given to me and Mm -hmm. like apply one thing. So if it's getting out of the house and I think either back in August or July, maybe when I first got connected with somebody to help me revamp my resume, Mm -hmm. um, like I, like I reached out the, the group it's, it's called the uh, breathe university and every time you've got like a um, private facebook group where you can go in ask questions share um, testimonies share about what you do where you're located that way people can connect with you and one of the people that i reached out to or i was connected to um, regina waller she she's known as the resume doctor so she reached out to me perfect and she um she was willing to help me. So she gave me her price up front. Again, I was scared, like, I don't want to spend the money. (laughs) But I was like, I was like, no, like I'm spending it. Like, like I'm not going to do anything else with it. Right. It's better that she helps me. She's professional at it. This is what she does. Otherwise I'm going to keep struggling with something that I said I was going to update my resume for the last um, two years, which I haven't done. All I've done was maybe add to it, but over like the three year, three and a half year period where I'd stayed in one job site, I was essentially doing the same thing. Like it varied, the projects varied, but I didn't necessarily have another way of, of wording it. And even when, like when she talked to me initially and just really took note of like my state, like how I looked, how I, I sounded because we were on video and she was like, yeah, we can do the resume thing later. Like, let's talk about what's going on with like with you, the person. Mm. I was like, I just told her what was going on. And um, from that, we just kind of talked through putting the plan together to like do the morning routine. And she shared with me some tips from like Jim Quick and um, just having that like the slow start, which is like, okay, you're going to go, you're going to apply. And my older brother, he shared with me because I was getting ready to do Uber from what a friend suggested, but he was saying like, that's good. But before you do that, go ahead and dedicate a full month to where you're diligently applying for jobs. I know it sucks. Like you're trying to just throw applications out there into the void. And it's like, you never know what you're going to get. Like you apply one place, you get maybe like 20 or 30 emails back or you get nothing back. And like, I did that for a bit, but then I remembered the thing about the podcasting. And like, once I made up my mind to do it, I was like, I'm going to be intentional about recording or doing one thing that gets me closer to the goal, whether it's like research informal, like I may slack off and watch a video or something, but I'm going to get out of the house and at least go to Panera because it's easy it's easy for me to like sit down with my laptop like nobody will bug you or anything like I'll go and maybe grab a water or like give a tip or grab a bagel just to where I'm like I'm contributing to your service because I appreciate you letting me have the space plus it's good to be out sometimes with other people and just be in society like a reason to brush your hair and get out right right (laughs) and um to be honest like back in like from January to like January through June on and off like I wasn't doing that I wasn't Mm. leaving my apartment at all like I wasn't rolling out of bed I was like I might roll over this way or roll over that way maybe pick up my laptop see what's there 
And it's like it got, I'd say it got frightening or I guess it got yeah. comfortable until like the comfort became bad. Yeah. And I've, I've spent a good amount of money on just ordering pizza or some junk food that yeah. would allow me to not leave the house where I could just feel, oh, hey, something's here. Let me sign for it. And then like just sit there. Sometimes I would eat it. Other times it's like I just let it sit there. But I almost felt like I I became, um, what is it, the character from the Lord of the Rings, the, the Smeagol, the, my precious. So like I'd be sitting there just like so like just I I would order the pizza or I or order like the junk or like the, like the person that I work out with that I just recorded before this is gonna be hating me for this but this will come out sometime. This is the past. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah, about this is the past. past but we got to talk about that to appreciate <laughs> to why we're here, right. Right. right? So it's like I would be ordering like the the cookie pizza or the brownie thing even though it was like soaked with grease and after a while I was like I might be disgusted with myself but I'm like I'm. Dis- disgusted enough not to do that anymore like I've got to stop like okay I might not see the damage that it's doing but it's gonna hurt later and like paying for a trainer and like going and then sometimes not going and like getting a call it's like hey you gonna come hang out okay we go work out on Tuesday and it's like oh yeah yeah I'll see you tomorrow and then like turn off my phone because I don't want anybody bothering me like get a call like people are worried they're like are you okay like getting a call from work is that and it's like just I don't know what it was but it's like I guess for the most part just being in that mental state where I was just like stuck I was like I either don't want to do what I'm doing anymore but I don't know I don't know how to, to walk away and I guess hiding was the alternative but mm. not really because um, all the while trying to recover it's like I would take one step and then take five back just yeah. like intentionally self-sabotage because I was like oh like by the time it started to get destructive it's like like who's really gonna care like what like what does it matter like oh they'll be fine like they'll find somebody else or oh like I just had like nephews that were born a few years back I think they may have turned two this year they're twins and then I've got a little niece I was like eh like they'll be all right their parents will take care of them like my parents they'll be fine like oh maybe if I'm not here maybe somebody else will get that that money but it's like you never know like what dark areas you're mind will go to until you just let it like go there go wild yeah and then sometimes i did i attempted to do counseling but i wouldn't commit to it because as soon as like we would have like a breakthrough i'd be like like, I don't want to go there like that. That's, this is that's uncomfortable. Like, yeah, this is yeah. very uncomfortable. I mean, sometimes it's like you'd have like an hour session and it would take you a time to get there. But then it goes from like, okay, this is somebody friendly to this is a complete stranger. But then it's like, hey, you either talk to this person or if you're not talking to anyone at all, you're just keeping it in. And when they encourage you on writing it on the piece of paper and you're like, I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But like, thankfully, I've been able to connect with a friend of mine that we check in weekly and it's kind of like talk through some things and even after a while of being home i'm like oh that's right like (laughs) this is probably the longest i've been home since college or no since leaving for college and um just kind of remembering okay there's like there are things you cannot change and then like it's good that you went home even if it was a year or two years later than you should have like you could have just asked for a break from work you could have just asked for that but it's like hey hindsight's 2020 and i mean i'm sure other friends would probably look at me or listen to this and just be like i told you so but i'm like okay like i know you told 
told me so, like somehow or another, like what you told me didn't completely go out one year and out the other. But at some point, I wanted to be able to like embrace my own pain and kind of feel Mm -hmm. like I had the right to own something instead of always being told, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. And it's like all the while you just keep following rules, keep following rules. And it's like, okay, what am I going to (laughs) do? Like, what am I going to do something of my own will and not just constantly just being like, okay, all right. Yep. 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 And then you just built in that resentment over and over and over. And it's like, why are you always angry all the time? It's like, I'm not angry. Like whenever the anger would come out, it's it's like it gets lashed out at the wrong person. Mm. And then I've got to tell myself I need to like redirect it or either go run it out or go like ask myself why I'm angry and then write it down or ask myself why I'm trying to run from certain emotions and, and things of that sort. And just, just write it down, not for necessarily making a book out of it, but just for getting a better understanding of like who I am now, like who I was back then. Yeah. And then like who I, who I want to be right. and just making that very clear, like day to day, not setting too high of expectations on it, but just kind of saying, okay, we're here. Let's, let's go from here to here. Or even if we go down, it's okay. Just kind of just allow Same yourself to, yeah, we're not in yeah. that valley. We're, we're, right. <laughs> we're still on the ascent. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that's a hard journey. I think that there's a, that's, there's a lot in, in that. And, and, you know, even, even you saying like, oh, well, uh, it was two years too long or whatever, but you know, you're, you're on a different, you're in a different place now. And it just, yeah. it, it took you two years to, to understand that. I mean, that's, you know, in, in five years, that two years is going to seem like nothing. Right. 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 And that, that's exactly what the person that told me at the time, um, like whenever I, I had like my first panic mm. in a sense, it was just like one, I just felt like I just had one loss after another loss after another loss and I was like I can't get anything right and this was just like from forgetting to sign up to some for something or like not getting a message when I thought I should have gotten it and he was like oh like that's not that bad I'm like 40 or 50 something and I've already been through a divorce had a company lost a company it's like this is this is part of your life and he kind of gave me three tips that um I don't have them memorized but I I wrote them down and kind of saved them for later and like now when I'm thinking about it he like he just passed last Last year, two mm. weeks after somebody else um, that I'd come to know had passed. And for me, like, that's not something I, I deal with too much. Like, I'm not a, a crier or anything like mm. that. Or I mean, maybe not in the moment, but it's like, I, I think on the things and maybe I, I just think on it differently because where I come from, it seems like it's just the time of day. Like every time you get news, it's like, oh, so-and-so passed or so-and-so passed and so-and-so. And I'm just like, Ugh. Like, man, like, I mean, for my parents or my folks, they know who it is. But for the most part, I don't, I don't know a lot of like people or extended family. So I'm just like, it's just part of it. But then like thinking through things this year, and I'm like, well, there are a couple of things that led to me like being here and kind of looking back at like how the passing of those two people kind of went back to back. I was like, Maybe it's a lot, but and I also thought like I handled it well because well the first one I wasn't really in the best state and I almost didn't go to the funeral because I was just like I was just kind of in this like indecisive like panic like okay do I do I go do I not go and then finally I I left made the drive for like two hours got there by the end of the ceremony as they were taking um, him away and I I greeted some of the the people there that were all in the same group and. 
they like I was able to grab lunch with a few of the people and, and one person was a mentor of his or a mentee of his and we kind of talked about it had some lighthearted conversation we just kind of kept it moving went our separate ways um, and then two weeks later having a co-worker pass like just literally like a freak um, accident where earlier in the week he had like uh, I think they said it was like an anxiety attack but they misdiagnosed it oh. and I think what it was was like a, a mini heart attack and then it later became bigger but seeing how different people responded to it at work at first we got the news and it was just like shock and one of my coworkers, he was in in worse shape than I was and since I was kind of like aware of myself I was able to kind of like console him and say like hey let's let's go like away from here to where we can kind of just like walk it out we can pray we can just talk like just think of like his memory or just like say a word and that way if you have to get something out, get it out, get it off your chest. Don't feel like you're being watched or you're being judged. Right, and yeah. yeah, and it's like, we kind of went through that. And I think maybe so, somebody had said something to me, it may have been a safety guy, like he was doing his job and he's just like, hey, if you ever, if you want to talk, let me know. And then I was like, okay, yeah. And then he may have gotten in my face, like up close, like in my personal space. And he's like, if you want to talk, let me know. And I was like, okay, like I got it. Like you're like, I don't know what you're trying to do, but now you're kind of crossing the line. Like you went from being helpful to being like imposing. And um, I kind of brushed that off or whatnot. But yeah, it's just like a combination of different things and taking all that into context of like when I chose to be active, like mentally, emotionally, and and kind of taking things into stock and being like, okay, like this happened, that was maybe a negative, this happened, that was a positive and kind of categorizing them kind of helps things to go along to know, okay, like what I'm doing in life matters. And I don't necessarily need to idealize somebody else or just like kind of give them a hand. It's like, let me recognize what I've done a little bit and just be okay with that. Like I've done well in some areas other areas I didn't do well like like you said earlier for some reasons we were very self-critical where we remember what we didn't do or we remember like the things that nobody else can see like I graduated from a good school but I remember okay I graduated with a three like a 3.0 or 3.1 because I got one two or three C's and I know specifically why I got them who I got them from and I still have like that person in my mind but I'm like okay let that go. Like yeah. even whether it's like a nightmare about a random English class, that assignment that I haven't done, I'm like, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. let it go. Like right. nobody's coming after me right now. <laughs> like, yeah, my degree, I'm sure it's in their system. If they say they don't have it, like yeah. just, just let it go. Like regardless, you got the information, you understood what you were supposed to understand to an extent. Like maybe later on in life, you'll get more out of it, but just like appreciate this time for what it is. Yeah. And then as it gets different, just move with the cheese. Yeah. But I don't <laughs> think I answered your question at all about how the action started. <laughs> well, I like that you tied that in the book. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think that you, uh, because you're learning so much right now, just uh, I'm planting a seed as a professional podcaster. You should do a, a, a book group podcast and uh, do some like reading and then does, and then maybe discuss the book with some other people. I bet people really enjoy your, your take on that. What do you, what do you mean? So like if you, you could pick somebody and you both read the same book and then uh, have a discussion about it and it's sort of like a podcast version of a book club. Okay. Got like you. That. 
<laughs> I like that because yeah. I've been I've been doing this every morning. I, I started reading this in October, okay, okay. just after I launched the podcast, because I was like, I'll do the podcast once a week. But then um, I got the book last year and I didn't open it. And then finally, I opened it on October first, and I was like, Oh, boom! <laughs> this book is literally what it says it is. It's daily a motivation, daily affirmation. <laughs> right? And it's like literally, I started here on October first, and it's like that. And I was like, yep. I like short and sweet. Yep. That's all yep. I need. And it gives me yep. a, re- a way to like practice reading or practice speaking. Like I'm right. not intentionally trying to do a voiceover, but I'm like, I can read it. And mm-hmm. then like, I'm reading it to myself a couple of times. I like read it over and over just to kind of get some of the stutters out. But then after a while, I was like, let me just read it on the first go. But then mm-hmm. once I read it, since I uploaded immediately, I can go back and listen to it right. and just be like, oh, okay, that's what I read. Yeah. And it's, it's a motivation <laughs> for myself. Again. For yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. That's great. But I like what you said with a, what'd you call it again? Uh, there's a podcast, book group. Book group. Book group, gotcha. yeah. Okay, because what what I did, I, I created like a Facebook group for this mm-hmm. off of the, the Facebook page that I made. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know 100% what I want to do with it, but I, I just want to understand how the tool works. But right. that's a great idea because um, one of the groups that I'm in or like one of the subgroups is that they've been doing a book review and we just finished it on the podcast power of habit. Okay. And um, essentially, we would read a chapter a week and then review it every Saturday. So um, I'd heard of the power of habit before and it was from somebody that was in Toastmasters. And they had like the giddiness excitement about them. Mm. But I I'd, I'd, um, I was almost sick of reading books because of the mistakes that I made was mm. that I um, gorged or overdid it with the information I was taking in since right. it's audio and I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't space it out. So then yeah. I like oh, went 12 books deep and then they're all um they're Twelve all, books deep. Implement nothing. Right. On to the next one. Boom, boom, right. boom. Yeah. Because they're all implementation. Because like, okay, you have who moved my cheese. It's it's a short story, but when you take like, if you really sit with it, you're like, okay, like, what character am I? You can share it with somebody and then discuss like, who do you think I am, or like, and then how can we move from here? Right. And then I started listening to this book called The First Ninety Days, which I'm gonna I'm going back to and listening to now because um, I'm gonna be starting a new job in a new role. So mm. I was like, it'd be helpful to actually Ooh, implement it. Yeah. yeah. And then it'll be at a different level for something I haven't quite done before, but I'm up, I'm up for the challenge, but I'm like, just take it in, in baby steps. And somebody told me this last year and they were just like, you, at the beginning of the year, like this year was like last year, like I started all over the place, but it's like now you've kind of focused and it's like going into 2019, what you need to be focused on is ABC123. Right. And when I heard it, I was like, yeah. And then later I was like, that sounds too simple. Well, but I was going to say, isn't that, the, it's so nice because then you can, then you know what you can say no to because it's not right. that, it's right. not those things. And, and, specifically to your point like in doing all the learning like I went from launching the podcast to um, signing up for a coaching um, coaching training um, program program Mm. that's based around the disc assessment for behavioral personalities because the person that showed it to us or to our group that's the guy that passed away last year so like since he passed they basically took it and really tried did their best to flesh it out and like really do it in honor of him and to Mm. continue to train people so that this thing can live on. And it's been a game changer because you can take it from the business perspective and apply it to the people you need to attract. But then you, you, take it on like the family level to understand like the dynamics of your family. But now what ET has done is that he's written a book, which I keep thinking, 
where is the book at? I don't see it online, but I'm sure he'll put it out later. But the focus is not to go get another book for me, but it's to say, take the assessment that I've already been given. And my yeah, to get back to your question from earlier, my goal for the month of November going into December 8th, when I'll be up in Michigan, is to take my assessment and read through it to better understand myself and go back and watch the video that I got from um, Chris Daniel when mm. he, he kind of walked me through it and say, okay, like, let me just listen to it just to understand it. And then if I get one or two notes, just write it down. Like, don't try to be too deep about it. Don't try to overanalyze it because that's my tendency. Mm. Like they have the, these, the D-I-S-C and like initially he paired them up with um, animals because there was a, a cultural boundary whenever he was trying to explain it in, I think is in Miami or somewhere where there was a big Latin culture. Mm. And what he ended up doing, he paired the D up with the gorilla to say like, this is somebody that would be a gorilla or they would have that personality that's like dominating, like brash, um, driving. And then you have the flamingo, which is the I. They're very sociable. They never walk around alone. They're they're always in packs. Um, they're, they're always dressed to the T's. They look great. Like, their outfits are always on point. Like and a flamingo. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the S, which is a chameleon. Like they're just mm. easygoing. They blend into their surroundings. They don't want any problems. They're very um, good at pacing. Like pacing is what they, they value and they're always in a support role. But, um, and that that's where I come in because when I first took the test, I was at 99% there. I was like, Oh, okay. And uh, wow. like in the other, in the other one in the gorilla, I was like maybe like a 15 or 25 <laughs> to where it's like, I don't like to make the hard decisions. Mm. And I think with the, the flamingo, it was kind of maybe like in the thirties or forties, but whenever I have to adapt, it goes up. And I was like, I think that's because I chose to be in Toastmasters. Like I forced okay. myself to communicate when I feel nervous. That way it's like, if you're in a group or if you're in a setting, like be engaged in it. That's what, that's what what um, someone had told me once. And then the, the last category, the C, he paired it with the um, what he called the turtle, which I was also at 99% in, but the turtle is supposed to be very methodical. Although they're slow, they, um, they're they very calculating. Oh, you muted yourself for a second. Slow there. and steady yeah. wins the race though, yeah? Right, right. Because the funny thing they keep saying this year is that like as slow as a turtle is, like you almost never see turtle roadkill. <laughs> you see all the other animals, but the turtles never killed in the road like somehow or another they get across the street mm. through heavy traffic yeah that's great yeah very good so i'm gonna go learn more about that next month so in the meantime that's my main focus to kind of put time towards that and now really with the podcast i think this will be the last recording i'll give you this one and one this weekend but really just tapering it off with the holidays and things making sure i go back and look at the release schedule mm -hmm. going into the end of this year into next year just make sure if anything needs to be moved around move it around and then just mm. work with the um i guess i don't know if he'd be called an audio engineer or the person that's helping me put out the podcast just working out with him for what's best let's call him the mastermind i think the mastermind yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah that's yeah because he's yeah he's, he's very good at what title. he does yeah that's great that's so great. the mastermind work with him and um yeah the other thing yeah, just doing that and real estate, looking into, um, I believe I purchased a course for wholesaling. Oh, wow. And I'm going to sit down and give that maybe like 30 minutes to an hour, just go through the course. 
and kind of use it to learn what I need to learn through the end of the year because the other big investment that I made was into a course at the end of January of next year, like the 25th and 26th. So I was like, well, since I'm in this group and this person offered this course for a whole lot less, let me just get the information and then even talk with one of my coworkers that did that that's done wholesaling and he walked me through his process basically of like how he got started and why he's so comfortable of um like being able to work but at the same time just being like okay, just just because I'm not working doesn't mean I'm hurting for money because like right. literally when we <laughs> we talked he was like I was like, this is kind of weird. You're in the middle of the day. You're not at work. And he's like, yesterday was actually my last day. And I was like, oh, congrats. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. And then he was telling me that he's already, um, he did it the right way. He lined up somewhere else to go before just leaving where I was just like, eh, I just left or forced myself to leave. But um, either way, it's we're here now. Yeah, we're here now. Yeah. Okay. But that's the main focus, doing the self-assessing review of mm-hmm. myself to just get a better understanding of where I'm going, who I am, so that this this goes better because the more I, the better I know myself, the better I can interact with other people. And then going the real estate route, because I've heard of it, read the rich dad, poor dad, didn't do anything with it. When it was first introduced to me in my freshman year of 2008, found out about it again in 2014. But now again, five years later, it's like, okay, now I'm doing something for real, for real. Yeah. But that main thing is like, I want to do that to understand it, but to generate income is to say, okay, bring some money to the one thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like money's got to be there at the end of the, right. the day. It's not a business like, no, unless yeah. there's money. That's, right. that's a good lesson to have. <laughs> right. So then I'll eventually get to it. If not by the end of this year, um, just going through the beginning phases of understanding how to set up a company like an LLC to be able mm-hmm. to purchase the company, the uh, property with, or just deal in that sense and knowing the how. The scenes thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. So, sometimes it's like when it starts getting into the nitty gritty, it's like, uh, like, I don't know if I want to, it's like, it was, it was fun at first, but like just working with people that um, make the nitty gritty manageable, it, mm-hmm. it makes it understandable. And also just being focused on saying, okay, I'm going to focus on this one thing for this one hour of the day. I'm not like, I don't have kids or pets or anyone or else to really take care of. Yeah. yeah so it's like, yeah. If I'm still being given the time to have off like this while I'm not being pressed to say, okay, you need to fly here and be here today. That may have been what the phone call was about earlier. But, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, yeah I'll, I'll check it. But I'm saying like <laughs> in, until that time, like I'm going to maximize the time that I have now because like we said before, you don't get it back. Mm-hmm. And I know I didn't spend the time at the beginning of the year to the best of my ability, but that's in the past. And I'm, I'm not trying to make that up, but I'm going right. to maximize what I've got. Well, you've seen what you don't want. That's, right. that's the other oh, thing. And there's the other one. All right. I think that's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it that, um, oh, where can people find you for your podcast and um, your future endeavors? Oh, well, my business is called Branch Out Programs, branchoutprograms.com. And I'd love to see people on Twitter and Instagram at hello, Catherine O. I'm sure you'll tag me on everything that you do. So <laughs> people can find me there. <laughs> And yeah, I, I love podcasting. I love the podcasting world. There's a, a lot of exciting things happening in podcasting. So I'm, that is my future endeavor is, is all about podcasting. Awesome. I just wanted to make sure I got that in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> Cool. Thank all you, right. Catherine. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. I really enjoyed talking with you today. Likewise. Thank you so much. 